Round Guy wants to thank the following football sponsors this year that we've got. Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent of Kyoto, Iowa, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa, Hinshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, uh, Richardson's Tech Solutions, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto, Iowa, and the Packwood Locker seem to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Well, we're going to go ahead and head over to Wilton, uh, uh, as we've got Mike Hassel on the phone. Uh, the Wilton Beavers there are brought to you by Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Uh, welcome program, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, it sounded like everything went the Wilton Beavers' way, and they uh, strolled to 2-0, huh? Yeah, another shutout. Um, looking pretty good. What was the final score of that one? 46 to nothing. 46 to nothing. Well, uh, you got the stats for me? I got a few, yeah. Um, on offense, Owen Hassel, he had 17 carries and 154 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> That's plenty. Uh, Drew Keith had 10 carries for 127 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, on defense, uh, Jordan Duesenberry had two interceptions, one with a pick six. Cale uh, McQuillan had an interception, and uh, Owen Milder and Kane Willie led the team with nine tackles each. Wow. So uh, just another stellar defensive performance, back-to-back -back shutouts. I don't know if anybody else, how many teams in the state have done that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I told you earlier, or the other day, they were fast and they were physical, really athletic, so they're playing pretty good ball right now. All right, so the defense stellar, the offense was, was stellar. Uh, what was the difference this week and last week? Uh, um, was it just a, a tougher defense, or, or were you just executing better tonight, or a little of both? I think the offensive line did a, did a lot better job tonight. Um, we really ran the ball quite a few times. Obviously, you get 27 carries, and then we had, oh, they had some uh, younger classmen there. We took our starters out like the third, end of the third quarter. Of course, we had a running clock at the beginning of the second half. So, uh, it, all in all, I think everybody stepped it up tonight, but the offensive line especially. Well, uh, anything else you want to say about the game? Uh, not much. Looking forward to next week versus Comanche. Well, it was uh, uh, you're off to a smoking hot start. It was a sure exciting night. Thanks for being with us, Mike. Not a problem. Thank you for having us. Well, we're heading over to Washington, Iowa, as uh, Jeff Mills was at the site of the uh, uh, astounding win by the Washington Demons over the uh, uh, Burlington Greyhounds. Uh, uh, well, you were there, and I'm sure you got some good video. Uh, uh, let me see what the final score was there. 32-7. Uh, to 7. Um, Case Field, tough place to play, huh? I, absolutely, man. It seems like every year, no matter who they got gone and who they got returning, it seems like they always come to compete. So hats off to them coaches. They always got their team ready, especially at home field. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, give us some of the highlights of the game. All right. Uh, started off, first very uh, drive of the game. Burlington got the ball to open the game up, and 
Cade Robinson had a couple nice runs, a nice pass downfield, and they ended up putting it in. That was their only score of the game, but he rushed in, I think, a couple yards out and gave him the touchdown, put him on the board, and put him up 7 nothing. Um, from there, it was pretty much all Washington. I, I didn't hear a whole lot of Caden Childs name tonight. I don't know what was going on there. I think he broke one off for maybe 20 yards or something like that. But aside from that, Washington really bottled him up and contained him. Uh, same way with Robinson. They, uh, the run game, they just couldn't get it going. Or if they did get it going, it seemed like uh, they chewed themselves on the toe with penalties and stuff like that. But uh, credit to Washington's defense. I was really impressed when we watched them play in the scrimmage there before the season started too. But uh, they looked pretty good tonight. But after uh, Robinson scored the touchdown there, like I said, all Washington there in the second quarter, Logan McDowell went down, scored a rushing touchdown, had a couple, a real nice run, and got him down in red zone and put it in. Two-point conversion. They were four for four from two-point conversions. Um, so they went up eight to seven. Uh, I think the very next drive after that, he hit Mason Morgan. I don't, it had to be 60-plus yards. It was just a beautiful dime of a throw. Great catch. Um, took it in, put him up 16-7. And uh, I think, yeah, that was the halftime score, 16-7, I believe. And no, no, I'm sorry. This was still in the second quarter when they scored the third touchdown. And it was, again, Logan McDowell finding Mason Morgan for another 50-plus yarder touchdown. Uh, Logan McDowell really impressed me tonight. He was running the ball well. Without a doubt, I would call him the real smart highlights player of the game. Uh, just threw some absolute beautiful balls. It was really well, uh, making really good choices as far as decision-making and not uh, forcing turnovers or doing making mistakes. He just looked really good. Um, so they carried a 24-7 lead into halftime, and it kind of just went back and forth there. Washington did pull down third quarter, I believe, uh, and Kale Williams – who's a sophomore uh, running back. He, he ended up getting in the end zone, too. He played a real nice game uh, running the ball for the Demons there. As far as defensive goes, um, Washington up front, man. Uh, Rudy Wolf, obviously, he's six foot six sophomore. He's going he's gonna to take up some space and cause some damage for that uh, defensive line there for Washington. But another kid that had a great game was Nick Dietrich. Uh, he's a senior, I believe, and he's not the biggest kid, but, man, he plays plays with his heart out. And he had three sacks in the third quarter, I believe. Some, uh, made some real nice plays for the Demon defense. And um, Aside from that, another kid that caught my eye was Caleb Zaglowski. Played a great game defensively. Just, there was a lot of kids that played great tonight. Washington looked really good. I thought it would be a, a lot closer game than it was, to be honest with you, but Washington came out and uh, – or the heart on the sleeve and took this one to Burlington. So. Well, that is, uh, well, you know, you and I saw the, the practice, right? Uh, yeah. And the Washington defense looked amazing, but Washington's offense looked like they were starting to move the ball and do some things. Uh, uh, Washington's offense didn't exactly light uh, a Christmas tree up in Oskaloosa, although it turns out Oskaloosa is excellent. I mean, um, Oskaloosa has that, uh, uh, A.J. Wa uh, uh, Walker, man, he's a fantastic running back. Just run all over Roosevelt. Looks like yeah. their their offense and defense is, is playing at a really high level. 
But uh, what was it about Washington's how, – how did Washington finally get their offense rolling, and can they sustain this? Um, I think they can. I, I've been watching this McDowell kid for the like, past couple years, and uh, I've always been big on him. He was a sophomore last year. He was backing up even Patterson, but anytime he came in to play, I could tell he was ready to play and play well as far as the football field goes. But he is a really good basketball star as well. He plays for the Iowa Barnstormers. I've had the pleasure to actually do some highlight stuff for him. They sent me the video over, and I put some highlight reels together for him. So I already knew he was a pretty good athlete. But, man, he really he really impressed me tonight with his play. He stood out on the field for sure. And I think a big key to that is uh, Mason Morgan as well. I think he might have found a kid, maybe, you know, you always want that one guy that you can always rely on and throw the ball and it's going to make a big play for you. And he's stepping up, I think, to be that that kind of receiver for McDowell. So that's going to bode well for them in the future, I believe. I think they got a shot in this district, uh, to be honest with you. Looking at scores and stuff, you know, I don't know a whole lot about the other teams, but just looking at how evenly matched it was, I know – Fairfield lost to Fort Madison 21-14, so that was another close game in that district. Uh, I think this one's going to be a really fun year to watch in that district. I think they all have the capability to to make a run at it. So, Well, Washington is going to travel to Fairfield uh, and resume that rivalry uh, next Friday. Uh, that ought to be a, 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 a game to kind of gauge where things are. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. But let, let me ask you something. That cage field is one tough place to play. Uh, what is it about it that's uh, the home field so strong there? Well, number one, I you know Washington is a football town for sure. They love their high school football, and they got a real nice facility, lots of room, lots of stands for people to come enjoy the game, and they're always packed full. And not only are the stands packed full, but the whole line of the fence, you know, guarding the in the field there is full of people lined up watching it so you know they always have a big support system there and uh the crowd's always into it their student sections by far one of the best student sections i see all over in our area without a doubt probably the best so you know they got a lot of good good things going for them and it's just a fun place to watch football yeah it was pretty exciting uh uh well is there anything else uh, uh, you want to talk about that game no, I think I pretty much went over everything I seen just first take, you know. Well, uh, Muscatine played last night and they got a win, but I, I'm trying to find the score. But it was uh, a 14 to 13 final, close game. Okay. Well, and who did they play? Davenport Central. Okay. Well, that's a big win for them since they don't have Ty Kozad, uh, uh even next week, but they will the fourth week, I think. Yeah, it sounds like from what I read on his uh, Twitter page, there is. Week four, he'll be back. So that'll be a big pickup for the Muskies. And to get a win, you know, without him on the field, that's even – that's awesome. So good for them. Do you have a score from Durant for me? Durant? Uh, da, da, da. I do not. That's one that didn't come across when I was looking at Yeah, scoring. I didn't see that either. Uh, what were some of the other scores that you were kind of interested in to last tonight? Well, I had my eye on the Columbus team and see how they were going to rebound, you know, uh, after losing to Mediapolis last week. You know, I figured they'd probably come out and make a statement, which they did with 49-6 to over Wapolo. Uh, some other scores I had, the Pekin Panthers. Yeah, everybody's excited about them. 
Yeah, they made some noise tonight, 52-12 over Van Buren County. Yeah, they, they uh, uh, them in Class A, so. Yeah, 2-0 uh, start for them. Absolutely. And Minneapolis, after a big win over Columbus, went to Sigourney, and I seen they lost 21 nothing. Yeah, Sigourney was tough tonight. Uh, a lot of hitting, a lot of grinding it out. A uh, couple of really beautiful passes. Um, a lot of gains, a lot of hard-fought yards, but uh, Sigourney did a good job on that that turning that field uh, 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 that field position game around, and they kicked the they punted the ball beautifully uh, when they needed to. So yeah, they they did a really good job on special teams. It was a great a, a great win for the Sigourney Kilda uh, Cobras, and I think uh, uh, everyone at the the Snake Pit was real proud of them, and I think they're gonna. Uh, Re-enter the polls again, I think, this week. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, anything else you wanted to, to go talk about before I let you go? Nope. Just other than go Winfield, go Waco, a couple local teams. They both took care of business tonight, and that's pretty much all I had. It was a great week of football again. I'm looking forward to next week. If this, then two teams go after it, I can't wait to be at that game. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Yep, thanks a lot. We got Andy Crutzinger for the southeast from the Southeast Iowa Union. Uh, he's going to be our first guest on the scoreboard show. Welcome, program, Andy. Thanks for having me. Uh, all right. Well, talk to me. Uh, you went to watch uh, your first look at the uh, uh, West or uh, uh, Winfield Mount Union's uh, juggernaut team, and they did not disappoint, from what I understand. Yes, I was in New London. Um, Winfield Mount Union had not beaten New London since, I think, 2016 on the football field. And it was all, all Winfield Mount Union. Tonight, um, I got to kind of see their new look offense. It's, it's much different than last year. And last year's offense was a lot different than the year before. But um, the it was the Cole Milk Show tonight, actually. Um, he, he ran like crazy. You know, he was their quarterback last year. They've, they've got him as more of a, a ball carrier this year. And, um he had uh, three touchdowns early on the ground. He had a big uh, punt return that got him to about the one or two yard line. Um, he was pretty unstoppable tonight. And then uh, Cam Buffington uh, caught three touchdown passes from uh, Jake Edwards. Uh, Jake looked really, really comfortable back there. I mean, they spread the ball out a lot, and they just, you know, they have. If you have uh, uh, Abram Edwards and Cam Buffington both split out, then how you know? count how many guys you have to put on them to, to figure out where to stop them and then you got to worry about all the little guys that are <laughs> that are running and um, so uh, yeah it was a it was a pretty dominant performance for uh, for Winfield tonight they scored on the second play of the game and uh, they never looked back uh, New London had little flashes I thought Gavin Gavin McKee Bailey played uh, uh, pretty scrappy. He was running for his life all day, but he had some really good balls. A couple of them that were dropped that probably would have been touchdowns. Um, but eventually, New London scored two touchdowns at the end of the game because it was 76 nothing uh, Winfield uh, early in the fourth quarter. So uh, Wolves look good, and uh, they got the their biggest game of the year uh, coming up next week. Yeah, that's going to be something. As uh, Waco was very impressive tonight. Uh, um, I was thinking Iowa Valley was coming there flying high off a 60-point uh, performance, but uh, Waco just dominated them. It's 46-22, to 22, but they did kind of get a couple late scores there to kind of make yeah. it a little closer. But uh, Yeah, it was all Waco at the beginning of that game. Waco uh, looked so good and so strong tonight. It was uh, unbelievable. 
Well, that is, what do you think of the uh, next week's clash? It's the round guy game of the week. Yeah, it should just be the Iowa game of the week because um, I have I have Winfield and Waco and and uh, my my poll for the Gazette I had him at number two and number five. They ended up at number two and number five. I don't know how the top four teams in eight man did today, but you know Waco has beaten two top ten teams in their two games, uh, so they might even move up in those rankings. They, Waco will start the the season off with three ranked teams in a row, um, which is crazy, but. Um, despite all the guys that Waco lost last year, you know, nothing's really changed. Um, they don't give up any points. Housing game, man, he ran for a bunch of yards. Yeah, I, I would imagine. He, he, it, it's going to be so fun, you know, just to see that with that Waco team. He did, uh, Waco could definitely win next week. You know, I think people expect one. Well, I think you got a clash of the Titans right there. I mean, a virtual state championship game. Well, I, you know, it, it could be um, the way that the rankings are right now. You know, if you got a number two and a number five, that's usually a game, maybe a game to go to the Dome, if not a game at the Dome. So I, I think that this, you know, it could be the first of two times that these two teams play. Uh, but it'll be, I mean, as hyped as a football game can possibly be with two close quarter rivals in that big of a game. You have to think that it's, uh, it's going to be – it's gonna feel like it's a it's a championship game uh, next week. Man, it, it uh, uh, yeah, it, the lights are gonna be bright at that one. Well, what about this? Uh, uh, now where where was a uh, uh, Hunter at tonight? Hunter started in Waco. Sorry if I uh, sound like I have food in my mouth with meat pitch rolls. Hunter um, started at Waco, and then he went over to see Washington, who. Uh, I think Burlington scored on Washington in like 30 seconds today. And then from that point out, it was just a Washington domination. Um, that one ends up uh, 32 to seven in favor of the demons. Remember that Burlington uh, just took four Madison right to the wire uh, last week. So that is a really good omen for Washington. Well, uh, yeah, uh, I went to that practice that Washington Demons had, and they really looked good, particularly on defense. They looked very uh, uh, just hard-hitting and uh, together and looked like their offense was kind of putting it together. You know, not they weren't as far ahead as the uh, defense was. Then they went and played Oskaloosa and uh, held them pretty really good in the first half. But then as the game wore on, Oskaloosa was able to put some points on the board, you know. Yeah. And I, uh, uh, I just didn't know what to think, whether Washington wasn't, you know, going to be that good. But then I watched Oskaloosa play Roosevelt up in Des Moines, and Oskaloosa's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, they got this guy, uh, uh, I call him A.J. Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. He's a heck of a running back. So I, I think that uh, Washington may have played an excellent Oskaloosa team they come out on the short end of the stick, but they are uh, 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 the Washington Demons are as I thought they were. They're something to reckon with this year, aren't they? Yeah, it really seems like it now. Now, so they're playing Fairfield next week. I, I need to look at the rest of their schedule to see. Uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Ne- next week is uh, a rematch of a game that was really, really close uh, last year between Washington and Fairfield. Obviously, a big rivalry, um, the Highway uh, One rivalry, and. Um, and, you know, Washington's got a really tough district. I was actually listening to a bit of that Washington game on the way back from New London today. I was listening to a lot of the games. But 
um, they've got a district with Mount Vernon and Davenport Assumption both in it. Uh, so they need to, to rise above, you know, the rest of these teams um, because what they got, Fairfield, Grinnell, Keokuk, uh, all, all games that, that are probably, you know, could go one way or the other um, coming up here. And then they've got the, the two big dogs uh, late in the year. So, um, yeah, I think I, I'm really curious to see. It looks like Kale Williams had at least a, a touchdown or two. Um, I'm really curious to see if they Hunter will, will, will give me the report whether or not they passed it a lot, uh, whether or not it was a, a running game thing. But it seems like the Washington defense has been pretty darn good all year. Well, uh, uh, the curse of Case Field continues, huh? Yeah, yeah, the curse for anybody that walks in there. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I don't know anybody has any great memories of uh, going to Case Field. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of <laughs> uh, for the road team anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's a really nice home, home field advantage. Just the way it's right in the middle of town. It just feels like a... It's, that, know, it's a, in that residential area. There's there's a uniqueness to that place. There is. Uh, and it feels like the wind blows and it's, I don't know, open air. And But uh, congratulations to my friends at the Washington Demons. I'll be getting a hold of their coach and trying to get one. Well, let's yeah. stay with that uh, same 3A thing and let's go to the round guy game of the week. And let's talk a little bit about the Fairfield uh, Trojans and the Bloodhounds. Yeah, it seemed like it must, it must have been a real defensive struggle. You said there was two safeties in that game. Yeah, Fairfield uh, got two safeties. The second one tied it at 14 apiece. Yeah. You know, that that makes sense. I, I was wondering because I, I knew it was 14 to 12. And then I turned on the radio and it said 14 to 14. And I was, I, what I thought was like, did someone tweet out 14 to 12 right before they got the two-point conversion or, or something like that? Um. But yeah, those two teams, uh, that's I think the third time uh, in the last five years that those two teams have played right down to the, the final four with each other. So a tough one for, for Fairfield. Um, I know that, uh, I don't know if Talon Bates got, he, he got shaken up uh, uh, on a pretty hard hit uh, on a passing interference call when I was listening to the uh, the radio. But um, I don't know, Fairfield looked pretty good last, last week, obviously, looked like the offense was buzzing. Uh, but I uh, couldn't quite get the the bloodhounds. I think the poor Mass has now won uh, four or five in a row against uh, Fairfield Mass series. Well, uh, yeah, that's a uh, um, Fort Madison. Here's what Fort Madison does: they let you hang around. You make you think you're going to win. They they uh, uh, they just fight with you, play even with you, play even with you, just stay close to you. And at the last minute, they score on you and they beat you. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what it seems like, and um, so that's what well, that's two and zero for Fort Madison. That's a that's a really good start for the Bloodhounds, and they have a lot of talent back from last year. And it seems like their defense has played two really, 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 really good games in a row. So, um, man, who's Fort Madison have next week? They are playing against Centerville on the road next week, mm-hmm. and then they have Fort Madison plays Williamsburg in the non-conference, and then plays Assumption and Mount Vernon. So they'll have a stretch here. Where they're four after Centerville, they've got three of the next four games will be against teams that are probably ranked in the top five. So that's not a very fun schedule. Um, and then, of course, they got the rivalry game with Keokuk Sandwich right in between those three teams. But um, yeah, four four maps definitely has some playoff potential. Well, uh, I think the Fairfield Trojans have a lot to hang their head on in this game. They played very well. Uh, they didn't seem intimidated. They went down there and uh, uh, played a heck of a game. And it uh, looks like they can play with the big boys, uh, the Fort Madisons of the world. 
So uh, I think Fairfield's got a lot. And you say they're going to be playing Washington next week, huh? That is their first home game. They started with two away games. And so now not only they're playing a home game against Washington or a rival, but it's a game that Washington's just had their number the last few years. It should be a pretty cool uh, atmosphere, um, with uh, especially with, with the way that you know Fairfield's played. You know, they, they put up a lot of points in Mount Pleasant, and they almost beat Fort Madison, so... You know that that's got to hype up uh, the fans after losing all that they did to graduation. That, that this team can still compete. Well, uh, uh, the Bloodhounds are off to a two and zero start, but a school you cover uh, uh, is off to a, a two and zero start at the expense of another school that you cover, uh, and that would be the Pekin Panthers putting uh-huh. a fifty two spot up on the Van Buren Warriors, taking this one fifty two to twelve. Uh, uh, what's going on up there at Pekin? That's a pretty good start to the season. That's a really good start, and that's that's beating your you know two of your your rival teams, two of your close quarter uh, uh, teams. So they're the they're the kings of the Fairfield coverage area as far as our, our small schools are concerned. Um, and they're putting up a lot of points early on. You know, the last couple of years, Pekin hasn't been able to to put those kind of numbers up. So um, that's really exciting for Pekin. And now I'm now I'm looking around for uh, Pekin's um, schedule here. Because as we into district play, they play a lot of, of um, local teams in their district this year. Now, if I can find them on their schedule, like, here we go. There's Cardinal. I just click Pekin. They got Danville next week at home. Uh, I think that's a winnable game. Danville played. Well, I got some, Dan- I got some Danville news for you. Uh, yep. Uh, in their second game ever, they beat the Highland Huskies 33-12. to 12. How about that? Ah, there you go. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that there was a cool uh, uh, Arivac, uh, uh, Arivac uh, brought the, the football down the field today. <laughs> so it seemed like they had a cool atmosphere over there for Danville. And, you know, Danville's had some really good players that have played for Mount Pleasant. I remember a few years ago, Mount Pleasant, like their whole defense seemed to be Danville kids. Um, still, that's really cool. I, I think it's cool that Danville's got their own team again. You know, it's, it's, it's a big enough school to where, you know, you, you think they'll be able to sustain a – uh, a team, but of course they're too big for eight man, so it's kind of a, a catch twenty two there. Um, but yeah, yeah, Pekin, Pekin going in two and zero, Danville going in one and one, and uh, it's been a while since those teams have been able to play each other. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty meaningful game right off the bat. Uh, uh, looks like Danville's going to bring a little something to the table, and uh, uh, Pekin also is going to bring a little something to the table. So that that's going to be another one to watch. Well, another school you covered here. Uh, the Columbus Wildcats. Uh, I think they put that 49 points up by halftime. I think that was a halftime score. I don't know. They just played uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, some freshmen or something after that. But uh, Yeah, well, yeah, and then I'm sure the second half didn't last very long um, because of the running clock. But, yeah, yeah, that was good. Columbus needed to go out and, and just pile up points today, um, kind of wipe last week's uh, rough one um, off. And then they got Lisbon next week, and then they got Pekin. You know, I wonder if Pekin can give um, Columbus a, another good game uh, here in a couple weeks uh, back in uh, close quarter play here. So, uh, yeah, Columbus needed that just to just to wipe away um, kind of what happened last week at, at NEPA. Yeah, well, uh, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have wanted to have been on their list the game after they lost one. that uh, They had a lot to, a yeah, lot to prove sure. and a lot to go. Uh, did you hear anything like about how many yards Amagon got or anything? Or? No, I assume he just must have eaten up yards all over the place early on in the game. But I just would assume that they're just going to, you know, 
do what they do best. Well, I couldn't find their stream, and then when I did find their stream, it was already 32 to nothing or something like that. Uh, uh, but uh, an outstanding performance by that. Do you got any other uh, scores or anything that you were looking at tonight? Um, Mid Prairie did lose. Uh, Sigrid and Kyoto did. Uh, Sigrid and Kyoto actually beat Meepo uh, 21 nothing. Watch uh, that game. Yeah, Sigrid and looks really good. Called the. Uh, the the, the JV game, um, the Meepo won the, the JV game, but uh, Sigourney Kyoto looked fantastic tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, throwing the ball, running the ball, on defense. It was a, a Sigourney Kyoto game, you know what I mean? It just kind of went, yeah. it was a kind of a slugfest, kind of the kind of game that plays into the strengths of what the SK does. And SK rolled like a freight train tonight, and... Uh, uh, you know, their defense was stellar. Their offense did what it needed to do. They punted really well. Uh, the kick field goals and extra points really good. It was a really, really nice uh, performance by uh, SK Cobras. And the, the Bulldogs just seemed to, I don't know, they just never really got it going. They, they yeah. never, never got it uh, in the end zone. But their defense was pretty stellar. Uh and it was just, uh, you know, the passing game that was there for him against Columbus just wasn't there for him against SK. SK's uh, backs just made play after play after play. So that was another terrific game, man. It was uh, a lot going on. Let me uh, just kind of go over the – yeah, the, 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 the Iowa City Regina really thumped uh, uh, Mid-Prairie, 51 to 19. Uh, but Mid-Prairie did get on the board this time. They didn't against Wilton. Yeah, at least good amount of points. Um, another one, uh, West Burlington over Mount Pleasant tonight, and the final score on that was forty-seven to twenty-eight. That was a wild ending because uh, West Burlington was up a couple touchdowns, and all of a sudden the the offenses seemed to open up there. So what happened with Mount Pleasant? You got the score for that? Yes, it was um, 40, 47 to twenty-eight. West Burlington won. Mount Pleasant had worked it back. At, they were down three scores. They'd worked it back to a, uh, a 13 or 14 point game with the ball with a few minutes left and they had just drove down to score uh, but then there was a very long uh, interception return touchdown for West Burlington that put that one on ice so uh, Falcons won I think they're saying that was their first home win in I don't know how many games uh, on the radio because I, I peaked it on that on the radio coming back to well congratulations they're off to a big start you know they're in uh, Scotty Melvin's power six um, I was talking to somebody today that said that they watched West Burlington scrimmage against Burlington, and that West Burlington looked really, really good in that scrimmage. Well, that's what I heard. Uh, I, I had I had some spies at that one too, and there was uh, just a lot of compliments about West Burlington's quarterback. And I know last week he threw to seven different receivers, so uh, oh, yeah, he spreads well, yeah, the ball around. He he runs really well too. Schwenker does. By the way, they play so they play West Burlington or West Liberty next week. And then they've got Mid Prairie, Mediapolis, Central Lee, uh, three really three local teams back to back to back. So I wonder how those all. Uh, well, Central Lee won tonight. Uh, uh, they're off to a good start. I don't quite remember. Let me go over these scores. Just uh, make... Central Lee played Cardinal. Yeah, they they beat them uh, uh, pretty handily. Mm -hmm. I can't remember quite what the scores. I think we've reported all these. All right, so I'll go to the big the big show. And see what else we got here. Yeah. 
All right. So uh, games of interest. I'll just kind of slip through here. There was a few. Montezuma. Oh, my God. You should have seen this was incredible game. Montezuma 57 or 55, Moravia 57. I watched the last two minutes and 14 seconds of that. Montezuma drove it all the way down, uh, tied it up with like a minute, 21 seconds or some somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, then they went for two, and they were up by two, or they were up by one point, 55-54. And then Moravia just methodically just drove it down the field, drove it down the field, drove it down the field, almost scored, but then they were pushed back you know, somewhere like the 10 or something by Montezuma's defense. And then uh, uh, it's like the, the referee didn't set the ball down very fast, and it looked like the time run out, but there was actually two seconds left. And then the two coaches about went ballistic over with them. But they finally <laughs> put the two seconds back on, and then Moravia kicked a, a field goal to win the game with almost oh, no really? time right. left. It was crazy. Uh, oh, that was – that was another amazing one. Uh, let me see what else we got here. Uh, ta, 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 ta. Trying to keep it going here without having dead air. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of any other games. Okay, time. here's one. Uh, uh, Lisbon Lions 55, the Wise of Muscatine, nothing. Yeah, Lisbon. Oh, and uh, 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 Muscatine won yesterday by one point, 14 to 13, but I can't remember who they played. Oskaloosa won big and over Des Moines Roosevelt. And let's see, let's see, let's see. Pella Christian, there it was. 29 uh, PCM Mustangs, 28 in overtime. How about that? That was the bound game of the week. Uh, uh, wow. Pella Christian edges one out. That's cool. And here's the yeah. Central E55. Uh, Comets nothing. Uh, Albia Blue Demons beat Interstate 35. 25 nothing. And that's, oh, uh, Wilton Beavers 46. West Liberty nothing. And I think that's about the last kind of score that we haven't talked about. Anything else you want to talk about, Andy? No, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm, I'm scrolling through scores, too. I think we pretty much got them all. I think we got the, the ones that uh, uh, I was looking for. I didn't see that. I, I finally seen the Pella Christian one. That was one I was looking for. Well, Andy, anything you want to plug from the uh, Southeast Iowa Union or anything? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, the, the newspaper. Um, um, call uh, call or stop into one of our offices. We've got offices in Washington, Fairfield, and Mount Pleasant. All on the square. All on or just off the square. Um, and uh, listen to Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk on Tuesday. It's a pretty football-filled show during the fall. So uh, any football fans, we, we go through um, all of our Union area games and then do a little look ahead. And then we got uh, some volleyball and uh, and cross country. So shout out to the, uh, the Highland Volleyball team. I, I watched them beat Pekin last night. Although Pekin got the best of everybody on the cross country course just a couple hours earlier, so so we'll have it all on Tuesday at eleven a.m. Well, this has been the scoreboard show, uh, Andy. You just did such a great job. I think we're just going to wrap it up with you. Uh, 
if there's any other scores that come in, we'll have some other shows and update you on that. But uh, we're wrapping up a pretty exciting night of, uh, of football. So thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you very much. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing is helping us out with the high school football on Round Guy Radio. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing is a full-service metal fabrication shop located in beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Flint Cliffs is now hiring for welders, painters, machine operators for both first and second shift. Call 319-752-2781.